0: everyone this is Stephanie rule your NHA podcast host and I'd like to welcome you to our October 2020 NHA podcast our topic for this month is inner wealth and big energy making friends with difficult energy we all ride the waves of energy that come our way every day some energies are bigger than others or more difficult or more painful we don't always know what to do with that difficult energy Sometimes we push it away. Sometimes we ignore it in hopes that it will just magically go away on its own. While other times we desperately attempt to accept this difficult energy, but find that we simply don't know what to do with it. Once we are sitting with that difficult energy, nurtured heart has a beautiful way of showing us how to find the gift in all energy we experience within our wealth as our vehicle. We can learn to ride the waves of all energies in a way that helps us embrace those energies instead of bracing against them. Today, my guest will take a deep dive into making friends with energy. Just a few announcements before I introduce my guest. You can subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness, You can explore our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, to find a trainer near you and many other great resources, including registering for our upcoming virtual CTI the last week of October. And you can visit our Facebook page, The Nurtured Heart Approach, for informative discussions around the application of NHA in your life. Certified trainers of The Nurtured Heart Approach are on this page and provide great feedback and insight as you begin your journey with NHA. Lastly, if you have questions, comments, or any feedback regarding the podcast, you can email them to nhapodcast.csf at gmail.com. Okay, so I have a very experienced NHA advanced trainer and peer leader on the show with me today, and I am grateful and honored to have my friend and colleague join me. Scott Lindstrom is a CTI peer leader, advanced NHA trainer, and NHA Inner Wealth Mentor who provides training to schools, mental health and treatment professionals and parents through his private consulting work as It's All Relationships. He is currently co-coordinator of Trauma Response and Recovery for Butte County Office of Education, leading the mental health response for students and staff following the devastating campfire of 2018. Prior to his current work with BCOE, He retired briefly from his 34-year career as school psychologist and coordinator of student support and counseling programs in Chico Unified School District and consultant to the California Department of Mental Health. At CUSD, he led the development of multi-tiered prevention and intervention services that included training in the nurtured Heart approach for numerous staff, including 40 40 certified trainers. NHA is a central component of his leadership and is central to his work in schools, including grief, trauma, crisis, resilience, and relationship-focused training for students and adults. Most importantly, Scott is a husband, father of three adult daughters, and grandfather to two, all of whom are constant sources of humility, enlightenment, and opportunities for growth. He considers his deep connections with friends as important inspiration and soul food. Scott credits NHA with transforming all of his relationships including his relationships with life and himself welcome back to the show scott it's been a few years since you were last on the show and i'm happy to have you here
1: hi stephanie it's so good to be here
0: yeah. it's always fun
1: to hang out with you our conversations are just the best so i agree
0: you. yes it's like we're sitting on a comfortable couch together talking mha <laughs>
1: <laughs> something like that yes
0: oh absolutely so Sometimes, um, well, actually most of the time before we start our topic for the day, discussing our topic for the day, um, we like to talk about uh, the, the nurtured heart approach, kind of give a quick definition of what it is. And Scott and I were playing around with this before we started recording today and we were trying to decide hmm, how we wanted to define nurtured heart because you know, every time you define nurtured heart, I swear, I don't know about you, Scott, but for me, I say something different every time. Um, and I think that that speaks to the, the true, the genuine presence and being in the moment that Nurtured Heart provides for us. Um, so I think that it would be great if we could dive in.
1: Let's dive.
0: Let's dive. So do you want to take the lead on that, Scott?
1: Well, the Nurtured Heart approach. So the, the Nurtured Heart approach, as I see it, is um, obviously Howie Glasser created this and and it's it's a reflection of his brilliant mind and his dedication and um, what I love about the Nurture Heart Approach is it's not one static thing it's a a constantly evolving approach that is both a set of tools and skills that we can use in our work and relationships with other people and also I mean, what, what I want to talk about a lot today is just how it is a state of being that um, that impacts the way that we are in our relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's it's the three stands. It's the absolutely no, not going to energize the negative. Absolutely yes, I'm going to super energize, be fully present in the positive, and seeing the miracle in every moment, and uh, absolutely clear. I mean, be, be really clear where my yes and my no lies, I'm going to be clear on who I am in any moment.
0: Yeah. So Scott, what, what do you think it is? What does it take for a person to arrive at a podcast, whether it's the Nurtured Heart Approach podcast or any other podcast, what does it take for a person to decide I'm going to listen to a podcast today? What does it say about them?
1: I mean, if anybody's listening to this at this point, then what we know about them is, and this is the beauty of nurtured heart approaches, it, it puts us in this state of mind where we're always looking for what's the amazing thing that's happening right in front of us, even without seeing a person. I know there's an energetic exchange that's happening as they listen to this. Um, And I know that anybody that shows up to this is somehow a person who is always seeking to expand their wisdom, their knowledge, their skill set, who is most likely doing that on behalf of doing something good for humanity. That's what would bring them to this. Um, In many cases, it's somebody who is a mom or a dad who is looking for a, a new way to ramp up my quality of parenting maybe to work through issues with my kids in a way that is um, that is nurturing and growthful and and deeply loving and avoids things like power struggles and anger um, that's, that doesn't serve us because anger can serve us. Um, so I know that anybody that, that's listening to this is gonna be somebody who is here, not only because they are a person who intentionally grows themselves, but also because they're somebody who is looking for ways that they can better serve humanity from their their children to their spouses to the world in general.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So what Scott just did there is he took stand two, as he mentioned a few minutes ago, stand two is absolutely, yes, this is the stand that you take in life where you get to say, I am going to stand up and zoom in on the things that are going right in my life and he just zoomed in on all of the listeners out there that are choosing to be here listening to this podcast or any other th- other podcast um and he zoomed in on the qualities that it takes about you to get yourself to a podcast um so even that even that it's the every moment everyday moments in life right it's it's yeah. the it's just just the pause in between each breath that we can say, well, what's going right about this moment? Even if it's something so simple, something so seemingly not important, it is my friends. It is actually very important for us to see and recognize even in those quiet moments, what's going right. So um, Scott, thanks for, for sharing that recognition with, the community that's listening to this, this conversation.
1: We're, we're blessed to have people like this in the world that listen to things like this, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. We are absolutely. To be
1: able to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. So, so let's just say, you know, let's transition into our discussion for today, for our topic for today. Um, So Scott joined me a few weeks ago on our cultivating hearts webinar that we host for uh, nurtured heart approach trainers and he spoke a little bit on this topic. And we had such great positive feedback from so many members of the community saying either, darn it, I missed it and I really wish it could have been there or I attended that and it was so incredible and powerful and moving. So I thought, hey, let's reach out to Scott, <laughs> Good old Scott Lindstrom, who's incredibly reliable and dependable and always there for you when you need him. Um, and I asked him if he would join me on this podcast as well, so that I figured if we, if we have this conversation in the podcast format, Scott, I thought, you know what, we can reach so many more people, uh, so many more people will be able to listen to this. So Scott graciously, um, agreed to be on this podcast with me. So I'm so happy that you're here and I'd say let's dive into some energy together, Scott.
1: All right. Let's talk some energy. Yes. Um, Well, let me first go back to something you said in in, um, talking about who I am, and that is the soul food thing. And and so, you you know, it can be kind that I'm able to to do this and willing to do this, but also I have to be really clear that this kind of work, this kind of play is is my soul food. And the, the being really present with people and being in a place where we explore deeply our minds and our hearts and our souls is it, it does feed my soul. So this is every bit as much for me as it is for anybody else.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, You know, one thing I was thinking about is, as, um, and this really ties back to defining what nurtured heart approach is, is that most of us come into the nurtured heart approach, looking for that next tool, that thing we can do. Often it's with the idea of how can I change kids' behavior? If right. you know something about Nurtured Heart Approach, you might have heard that Nurtured Heart Approach was
0: kind of initiated
1: around the idea of working with really intense kids. Um, and the fact is that all of us have our own forms of intensity. They may be different kinds of intensity, but we all have it. Um, but I came into it the same way, looking for some tools, looking for the next thing that I could add as a central theme or skill set for the um, social emotional learning programs I was building and mm-hmm. some of the student support stuff that I was doing. I was looking for tools and for maybe the, the word approach was something that that drew me in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nurtured Heart it, it was the heart thing brought me in as well. But um, as I went through that first week of CTI training, it really started to hit me that um, there is a way that in our culture we are We get, we get tied to punitive consequences and nurtured really was turning that upside down. And part of that punitive consequences thing is kind of that, that concept that, well, I had to endure punishment. I had to learn the consequences, the negative consequences of my behavior. Um, And so I found myself being a little bit stingy with Um, with my ability to give, especially in the most complex relationships, like my marital relationship. Um, So, what I realized as I went through that first week and more the the second time I went to CTI was the depth of the importance of us owning the Nurture Heart approach internally in order to better serve those people that we're trying to serve. So there's a way that the language and the practices of Nurtured Heart led me to a place of deeper understanding of myself and how I interact with the world. And that deeper understanding led me to a better ability to use the language and skills of Nurtured Heart Approach. And as I did that, I, I started to get deeper into myself. And what's happened now with Nurtured Heart Approach is we've really come around to that whole notion of inner wealth breathing. And the inner wealth is the place from which we operate in the nurture, heart, poacher, ultimately in life. Um, so, so it led me to that place of knowing that the, the stronger I am in my inner wealth, the more easy, easily I can access it. And that needs to come through practice and community, um, the better I'm going to be as a human in any relationship with any human being. Most importantly, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, my friends. Um, but I was just in a little conversation last night with some of our Nurtured Heart colleagues. And it was really that thing that it's about the Starbucks barista. It's about the person who someday, once again, will be back on our groceries. Um, it's about the person that's emptying the trash in front of you. It's about every, every moment you have to be able to see what's amazing in front of you. Mm-hmm. The tag-on to that is that all of that is is around the energy thing, mm-hmm. and um, energy can be kind of interpreted in multiple ways. It's a little bit of a, I might feel a little esoteric to some people, but I always think of it as a, as a kid. Um, there were times that I could really feel my mom's energy, and there were times when it felt really safe to move into that, and times when I felt like without a word being exchanged, that I, I could just feel the energy was not a place where I wanted to be right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's the easiest way for me to describe how I kind of see that energy. And then we start to realize that it's happening all the time. Kids are experts at feeling the energies of teachers and um, are, are really good at knowing when there's a lack of coherence between the words and the energy that's being emanated by, by mm-hmm. a teacher. So we all have that, whether we know it or not. Right. Um, And then taking that a next step further is really, I mean, right now people are listening. We're talking, listening to each other through the electrons that are emanating through various pieces of equipment and the atmosphere and, you know, it's all energy. So if everything is energy, then we start to be aware of that. And then we tune into the fact that it's all there for us to use. And if we know that it's there for us to use, then we start to have a different kind of relationship with energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how it works for me. anyway.
0: Yeah, that's um, a beautiful picture. I, I love how you, because energy can be such a difficult thing to explain. Um, and I loved the simple way in which you put it, uh, where you painted the picture of what it was like as a child reading energy, the energy of your parents or your, your mom or... Uh, the adults in your life, because I think we, so many of us can connect immediately with that. It's, (laughs) it's that, that built into, it's built into our system, reading energy. Um, And I think that we start off as young ones, young humans, we start off just so easily understanding energy and adapting to the energy that's presented to us. Um, But it becomes um, muddled as we grow and we we somehow lose touch with what energy even is or how to work with it what to do with it knowing whether it's you know knowing how to read it knowing whether it's safe energy or whether we should be fearful of the energy which leads us right into you know the discussion for today um you know, do we need to be fearful of any of the energy that is presented to us that we come across in life? Do we need to feel, do do we need to question whether it's safe energy or unsafe energy? What do we do with that energy? Whatever the energy is that's presented to us, what do we do with it? How do we, how do we embrace it? Like I said, in the beginning of this, of this episode, how do we embrace it instead of bracing against it?
1: yeah how do we embrace instead of raising against it um i think one of the things that nurtured heart does for us the approach does for us is um going back to the initial part about the tools is it really gives us a way of it gives us a language to understand kind of connect our cognitive with our just our energetic presence and feeling and emotions um, so that we can understand and explain things a little bit better What's interesting is is if you watch families where, like your family for friends and Stephanie, where your kids are raised with it, mm-hmm. they have a way of understanding and being able to deal with and express thoughts about, um, and manage energy in a way that is just not typical. Mm-hmm. And I really credit nurtured heart approach as being what it what it does for us. I think is it, it helps us. Um, Arrive at a deeper understanding in a way of conceptualizing things that are they're in there in us, but we don't know quite how to access them. And mm-hmm. so there's That's that and as, far, as far as turning toward energy, I maybe mean, if you think in terms of energy being any everywhere anyway. Um, then why not use it and what has what happened with me is some of the transformations I've had. Let me just take anger, for instance. In my family growing up, um, anger was something, and I think this is a pretty common Western culture thing. Anger is not something that's really acceptable coming out of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one primary person in our family who was, um, in the way I experienced life anyway, was, was um, the person who was allowed to feel and express anger. And that was my mom and my mom also, you know, I'm going to say, I miss my mom terribly now she's, she's passed for several years, but um, she also had a way of emanating love. That was, that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the anger thing as a, for instance, the way I've always learned about anger is you squash it, you get rid of it. You don't have it. It's not acceptable. So if you're feeling it, then you better do whatever it takes to get rid of it. Um, turn away from it, you fire a hose at you. It's like taking um, a hose to a fire. You, you got to put the fire out. Mm-hmm. What I've learned now is that fire is our friend, um, mm-hmm. even though it's um, sometimes needs to be managed maybe, but um, but I've learned that I turn toward anger and use it. And really when you do that, then you realize that you can turn toward, not only can you, but you need to turn toward any mm-hmm. energy that's there. Um, what I found with big energy is, well, with, with smaller energies, we learn with nurtured heart approach that we're going to transform it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes how he talks about it being compost. I just think of this transformation that energy is there for us to use. Um, and I can turn toward that energy and say, what do you got for me? Take it, learn more about who I am, what it is that comes out of me, that it says, hello, energy um here's what i have to use you manage you um to have you help me know better who i am um so the bigger the way i see that is if you can do that with small energy then the really juicy stuff is with that big energy and what i've come to know is that i mean those of us who've been through really difficult life situations we will know that out of those difficult situations often comes a better knowing of ourselves, better mm-hmm. clarity in terms of who we are, what we stand for, what we don't stand for, um, where we want to spend our life energy. This whole COVID thing, this um, isolation time that we're in, so mm-hmm. many people I've talked to have recognized a new value of the relationships they have and not only the local relationships, but the relationships they have internationally, globally, um, different parts of the country. This zoom thing we're doing now so much, many of us are doing. We are finding that we can really energetically connect through that. So, Mm -hmm. so let me walk through just an example of, of one of the kinds of energy that was tough for me. I've got it. It can be anything. So, um, it can be the energy around an abusive relationship that and what happens with that typically is people walk around with shame and blame and self-doubts and feeling less than zero as one of my dear friends said Um, it can be energy around addiction um i have a daughter who's who's dealt with addiction and the nurtured heart approach shifts that happened in me that shifted our relationships have been huge And that is gigantic energy. I mean, I didn't know sometimes if if my daughter would live through the night. Um, And I honestly don't know how I would have um, survived that in a healthy way Mm -hmm. without using the three stands of Nurtured Heart Approach and and being a diehard around some of this energy and inner wealth work. Um, The campfire that we have, so I, I came back to work. Um, working on the mental health supports for our schools in our Butte County here, where we had the campfire. So just some perspective, we had almost 14,000 homes lost within just a couple of days there. We had um, 30, 40,000 people homeless in a couple of days, or mostly in a day.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Just atrocious.
1: We had thousands of people who had the terror of escaping from a fire, thinking they were going to die. I went to uh, teacher meetings and um, had people describing their escape. And I remember saying, so you didn't know if you were going to make it. And repeatedly you were hear, No, I knew I was going to die that day. Mm-hmm. So we had that energy. And as I looked out my window where I live, I have a view across my valley. And all I saw for days on end was smoke, mm-hmm. just smoke, smoke, smoke everywhere. Um, I could see maybe a couple hundred feet out my window, and that was it. And this was true for weeks, and I kept going, okay, with Nurtured Heart Approach, STAND 3 is the absolute clarity, but it's also, um, what people often think about is Nurtured Heart, STAND 3 is really reset, and if I were to clarify something around that, it's it's STAND 3 is really clarity, And within that, it's resetting to what our clarity is, knowing what our clarity is and resetting to it. But I kept looking out that window and going, man, I feel so heartbroken. I feel so overwhelmed, so devastated. And um, then I kept trying to reset out of it. You got to get back, Scott, because I had landed in a place in my life where I had a a mantra of reset to joy and the kind of joy that I was resetting to with this exuberant joy of Wow isn't life awesome and I could walk to the window and look for the miracles in anything I looked at I could look at any human and go wow where's the joy in this person you know and I can see it even if they can't see their own I was I was good and um I was in a really good place but I kept finding myself I could not find my way, way back to that reset to joy as I looked out the window and I kept fighting it fighting and finally I said wait a minute you need to you need to just accept it and embrace it and be in it
0: mm-hmm. um and Sit on the couch with it
1: you can you can um probably hear in my voice that it's still this has been 23 months now and it's still um still taps real strong emotions real strong mm-hmm. energy in me mm-hmm. um and i finally stopped and just said i have to be with this i have to feel this i have to feel this pain and what I realized in doing that is now I'm letting that serve me that serve the world. And what it did is I felt like, you know, we all want to go to a football game and, and have the, the synergistic joy of being at a game and have an excitement or a concert or those moments or a, a Nurtured Heart CTI and have the joy of 120 people in a room all in this miraculous wavelength together. We all love that stuff. but I started looking at that difficult energy of the smoke. That was, um, the smoke was really the metaphor for the energy that settled over the
0: Mm -hmm. valley here.
1: And it became evident that this this was a shared pain and that smoke represented that. There was not a person in our county that was not impacted heavily by that smoke. And I realized that I needed to be in that. And then in that, if we can transform energy as individuals, why can't we transform energy as a community? Mm. And so it became my mission at that point to be a part of the transformation of our county. Um, and, and we've been able to stick with that. I've been able to, um, keep that in my mind, even though some days it's not so easy. Um, but to keep, to keep turning back toward that and say, here's this energy, here's this pain. Isn't it beautiful in a way? that we can share pain, that we can share grief, that we can be in each other's grief, that we can really feel each other's um, energy around grief, that we can share that, carry it together, um, hold each other in our pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that became one of those moments where I was like, okay, this is it. So I relearned what Reset was about, number one is Let's not get too anxious to reset and not use the energy that's present. Because I think in my early days, I, when I thought about reset, it was like, "Oh, reset! Turn that energy off. Come back into this—the energy that I wanted to be in in the first place." Right. Um,
0: Resetting, you know, back and, to and you. now,
1: yeah, come back to right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, say what you're going to say about that.
0: Well, I was just going to say, you know, because I was I had the same experience when I first learned nurtured heart learned about the reset. Um, my experience was, oh, we have to stop, we have to stop, stop what we're doing and reset back to, you know, whatever it is, joy, gratitude, better behavior, our good behavior, reset back. So stop and get out of it. But now, and what I'm hearing from you, what I'm hearing from you today and what I experienced in my own journey, have experienced in my own journey with energy and nurtured heart and reset is um, to reset into You know, instead of trying to, like I said, uh, push away that energy, whatever it is, it's to, it's about embracing the energy and learning how to wear that energy in a way that is useful for us instead of running from it or pushing it away. um, Embrace it, wear it. It's part, it's all a part of being human. Every single facet of energy that's out there in the world is part of being human human beings. So why, why do we think that it we, we should just push away the, the, the stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable? Well, I guess because it makes us feel uncomfortable and we're afraid <laughs> of that, but you know, what I'm hearing from you, I mean, Scott, you've experienced some pretty, pretty big energy in the past, um, uh, however many years of your life, but just with the 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 fires that have been occurring in california the past few years just that alone is heavy heavy energy you know as you explained that blanket of smoke that is so symbolic of the energy that is weighing us down in um so many ways you know we can just let it weigh us down um or we can embrace it and see what happens what happens when you when you bring that energy in when you wrap your arms around that energy and say okay energy I see you okay I feel you I'm gonna let my heart I'm gonna trust my heart right now I'm gonna trust that my heart can handle this very heavy um, energy of grief and loss and um, fear
1: yeah yeah I love that that's so yeah and and it's interesting you, you said that about resetting into because I've been thinking a lot too about the whole idea of what reset is and mm-hmm. yeah it's really not a reset back it's a reset into being fully present yeah. or a reset um, I mean in a way for me it's a, I, I look at reset as a reset forward and up mm-hmm. um, because as soon as I reset I am no longer in the place I was I'm not where I was before I'm not where I was when I felt the need to reset I'm in a new place. And not only that, I've just done another reset, which means another experience in my life that that's been a success. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really love the idea of, of we're not resetting back to something we're resetting into or forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's huge. And that's, I remember early on in Nurtured Heart hearing somebody talk about reset as a gift and Mm -hmm. maybe it's like anything else. You keep understanding it at a deeper and deeper level that, Mm -hmm. that sense of what reset really is, what, where that took me to, and this is just a quick aside, but is the the whole notion of, well, if you've got reset, then, um, do you have a set, what's your set point? Um, and so that takes me back to inner wealth, which is that in, in an inner wealth practice, what I'm going to be doing is constantly getting back in touch with the core, the soul of who I am in my inner wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, And big energies really helped me get clear with that. But, um, so it's like, you know, wealth breathing can be a way of setting my grounded place and then reset can be about resetting back to my grounded place or forward to my grounded place. And in a sense, um, what I keep finding is that the more, you know, wealth work that I do, that, that every time I get into it, I find myself in a little bit different place than I was before. Mm -hmm. So that reset becomes a reset to a new way of knowing myself. It's maybe slightly or maybe hugely different than how I knew myself before. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And And take anger for
1: for example, you know, you mentioned that kind of hello. I really have, have come to this place of going Oh, there's that anger again, because anger is a thing for me, and a lot of times my, you know, my worst moments as a dad were, were, um, places where I found myself in unmanaged anger. Usually it was anger that, that accumulated, and then I just blew, um, and I, you know, I always say that my, my proudest and most dreadful moments were, have been as a parent, um, Maybe also as a spouse, but um, what I've what I've come to do now is to realize that 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 anger is going to be here for me to play with for for the rest of my life. It's just not going away. We each have our things, and that's one of my things. Um, so now it's like, here's what'll happen with me. I'll I'll maybe be feeling like like an intense energy, and I'll go. I need to reset. A lot of times it's at night when I'm trying to go to sleep and my mind starts going to a place. And here's an example. It's this place of this thing that happened, maybe with an extended family member that's that's still bugging me, you know. And so I start spinning on that. and I'm thinking about the conversation that I'd like to have and things I wish I say and And that that will never happen. And then I'm going, okay, reset. You're not going to get any sleep. You've spun on this before. You're not, it's not taking you anywhere. So reset. Cool, Scott. So now I've reset, and then I'm thinking about something else, and next thing I know I'm back spinning on that same thing again. And then it's like, okay, there you are again, Scott, so reset. Now I've learned to um, reset doesn't end until you've recognized your reset, right? So welcome back, Scott. You look at you, you caught yourself that time, you did a reset. And now I'm thinking about something else, and next thing I know I'm spinning again. And this time I'm going, hey, reset. Look at you, you're reset. Now, let's do some um, replacement behavior. Let's intentionally think about something you're grateful for right now. Cool. So I'll go off into my gratitude. Maybe I'll think of my my grandson or some miraculous thing that happened that day or just the beauty of nature. And next thing I know, I'm spinning again. And finally, I'm going, oh, there's that thing. And then it's like you step back a little further and you go, oh, This isn't just about this moment right now. This is about this bigger energy that's present in your life and that you keep trying to just kind of push away with a little reset. And when you have the time, energy, and resources, you turn toward that energy and say, I see you, there you are. And I've literally found myself laughing quietly at night as I go through this process and going, oh, geez, Scott, you know, you talk about this and here you are in it. And, and then it becomes kind of like fun, where it's like, oh, that's that energy of and when, what is it about that situation that bugs you. And So then I take myself to the the first level of, well, that thing that happened bugs you because you believe in honesty, because you want to be somebody who lives in honesty and be in honest relationships, you want to have integrity in the way you live. And then, so now I'm in that place of, okay, and that's who you are. And I can breathe into inner wealth breathing. I am a a person of integrity and honesty. Um, That's my greatness. I can walk through a Sarah and find my way there. But then I can take that to the next place from there. And maybe now I breathe into that. Okay. And what does that say about you, a person that you are a person of honesty and integrity? Where does that... Land you in terms in terms of your stand three in life. What's what clarity does that bring you in terms of how you're going to operate in life. Well, I'm going to I'm working to become more honest than I've ever been in my life. I'm working to live with more integrity. I'm working to come from a place of integrity that isn't stimulated by anger, but is stimulated by just the being that actually comes out of place of love. The next thing I know now I'm taking myself to a deeper place. I'm a person who is fully conscious and intentional in life. My intention in life is to be grounded in love at any time. My intention in life is to realize that my energy is connected to the energy of the rest of the universe, which means that my energy is connected to you, Stephanie, and to anybody else, um, who is their own unique expression of energy. And so now I keep taking myself to that deeper place. And that is the beauty of big energy talks to me and says, this is your opportunity, I'm your opportunity. I am your, um, your education here. I'm your stimulus. And so, yeah, that, my big energy is my stimulus package. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 um, what I've, I've come to know in doing this enough now is that, that big energy is the place I want to look for. I'm intentionally looking for it now because I know with that big energy comes big transformation, big opportunity, Um, big opportunity to be more fully the whole human that I am still becoming. Mm. Um, And one last thing on that, that that you and I talked about the other day is, um, is I always think, and I do think of this one when I do mentoring with other people too, is like we're kind of peeling the onion. A lot of us land on that metaphor of the peeling onion. Mm -hmm. And we keep understanding things a little deeper, like we understand the reset at a little deeper level. Um, And what I've landed on with that is this, because of this inner wealth breathing, and I'm not going to say that this is the way everybody needs to get to this, but I'm going to say that it's worked really, really well for me to To have inner wealth breathing as my driving, kind of way of being in life, um, mm-hmm. that is creating constant growth and um, constant reset. I reset to joy, but I reset to a different kind of joy now. It's not exuberance; it's the the knowledge that there's always some form of growth or connection that that's present that I can have. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of joy. Um, but yeah, so that that Peeling onion now becomes, as I've done more and more of this inner wealth breathing work and more work with, hey, any energy is there for us. And the bigger the energy, the more there is for us to to gain and grow and use. um, And maybe even to be able to help lead other people into using it. Maybe we lead our whole universe into using it. I don't know. But um, so as I peel that onion, what I'm finding, is that it's stimulating my own growth. And so I will never stop peeling the onion because every time I peel a layer off of it, I'm, I'm creating new growths for myself. And that means that there's a new layer being formed. And it's fascinating to me, I think partly because I'm, I'm in my 60s now and I'm, I'm looking at life differently than I did 10, 20, 30 years ago, um, 10 days ago, really. Um, but there's a way that I'm really seeing that the more that I, I attend to my own growth and my own inner wealth and my own developing of wisdom, um, and my own improvement of how I connect with other humans, um, the more I stimulate that, that new layer of growth and that new level of understanding in myself.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Is that too much?
0: never too much. No, you made me think about, um, I had a new thought while I I was listening to you. I was thinking about how, I don't know, a few, a few minutes back, you mentioned how once upon a time you heard somebody say the reset is a gift. And I've heard the same thing. And I've actually said that a thousand times over because it is a gift. But I think I came to this, um, epiphany during this conversation about what makes it a gift yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I could ever really answer why it's a gift. I just knew it was a gift. And now I think I get it. So it's in relation to that onion, you know, when you peel away the layers of onion and a new layer grows underneath a new fresh layer, the re, what the reset is doing for us, if it's done correctly, which is, you know, through use of this inner wealth breathing that you, we've been discussing this whole podcast, um, if we reset into something instead of away from or backing off of, but we reset into the energy that is presented before us, then it provides us this new opportunity to dive deeper into who we are and how we, how we relate to the world around us. So that, for me, is the gift because you get to know yourself a little bit deeper every time you reset into the joy, into the gratitude, into the little the little things, you know, even just, I'm going to reset into being fully present in this moment. And that's it. It doesn't have to be, I don't like you fear. I'm going to reset away from you. It can be okay fear. I see you there. And I'm going to reset into you and breathe in that energy of the fear and just experience that fear, feel it throughout um, when you do that, every time you get to know yourself a little bit on a, de- a, little bit deeper of a level each time, that is what the gift is to me. And then, yes. I, and then the new growth comes, right? So there's and, the onion.
1: I love how you're able to say that in so few words. <laughs> yes, Did I that's so true. That yeah. is so True. And and that's the the beauty, I think, of of the way all of this ties together, for instance, the inner wealth and the reset is that if I'm I'm feeling that discomfort, um, it used to be, okay, I needed to reset and I had a whole process I thought about, but now it's like, oh, if I'm feeling that discomfort, then I know there's some juice there for me. Mm -hmm. And I also know that reset to me now is I'm resetting back to my most grounded place. And this is where it, it really takes a practice. For instance, you talked about the reset right there. Okay, there's no way that we, I don't think that we can arrive at the understanding of reset that we have now after a six hour or one hour or a, a one week CTI, mm-hmm. there, just, there just isn't. It's a partly because it's a practice it requires the use and the practice and the experience. And yes, there's a tool and now there's an understanding. And from that understanding, I use the tool more effectively So it's that circular thing, Um, but but where reset takes me now is to reset to my deepest place of inner wealth, and which, as we were just saying, means that the next time I reset, I'm going to be resetting to a slightly different place in my understanding of inner wealth than I did last time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But it does take practice, and I found it also takes community. Um, I find that I get lazy. My neurons go back to old ways of firing. Um, My relationships go back to old habits and really the world will push us back to the old stasis if it can. So we have to be very intentional about creating our new stasis in the process here, but,
0: but yeah, that inner wealth,
1: I mean, it's resetting to your full presence and your full self and man, if you can show up then, if you're thinking you're resetting to so that you can reset this kid that's in front of you. Imagine if you reset to this magnificence of who you are and to be able to be present with that child that you're about to consider resetting mm-hmm. from that place instead of the place of frustration, I'm frustrated I need to reset and I need to reset this kid.
0: It makes a huge difference. I can speak from experience um, because, you know, like you said, a second ago, we, you know, we do, we do default back to our um, what, what, what used to be our norm. Um, I -hmm. default back to that constantly Mm -hmm. because I'm human and because life happens and energy is difficult. Right. And so Mm -hmm. in those moments where I have, where I have those default moments of, um, responding, you know, out of a, a way of, um, I'm trying to change your behavior right now with my, I'm I'm thinking specifically of my uh, eight year old son. Um, I can tangibly feel the difference when I do that versus when I when I reset into my full, fully present self and reset into what my intention is as his parent and allow myself to grow in the beauty of that. When I do that, I can hold the space for my son. Without even having to now actually physically reset him, right? I mean, sometimes I still do, but oftentimes my own personal reset into who I, the beauty of my, who I am and the intention of who, of my intention as a parent, that right there shifts his energy. And he, it's almost like they, they mirror that energy. They, they want, they want that. They want their energy to be right side up as well. So, um, it's a huge difference. I guess that's where, I mean, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but it is not a really. huge difference, the way in which you approach energy.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you just, you, what you just tapped into there for me is that, that idea of um, when you get ready to have that interaction, you've noticed something's not quite where you want it to be. Then you tune back into yourself so you've got that self-attunement. You find yourself to this yeah. grounded place and yeah, I've, I really see this as a part of how Nurtured Heart training works. It's not about me standing in front of a group and saying, here's how you do Nurtured Heart Approach, although that's a part of it. Um, but it's also about me living in the approach in a way that people just fall into it. Yes. They're drawn into it. I can't believe how often when I, like people that I work with now that I've worked with for the last almost two years, um, in bringing in being in the approach all the time. The way I look at life, the way I express myself, the way I see people and call out what I see. Um, it's like it becomes infectious without ever any training, any formal training.
0: Yes, yes. People just so start true. talking that
1: way. People mm-hmm. start feeling that way.
0: Mm-hmm. When I was
1: in a, we had a, a, a teacher who died a couple of weeks ago. And I was working with um, a team that was working with the staff there. and. You know, there was a point where we're in a Zoom room. There's probably ten of us, and we're everybody's feeling sad, feeling the heartbreak, but also trying to feel how do we how do we manage this situation responsibly? How do we support people and all that? And that was, like, there was a point where I stopped and just said, you know, what's amazing about this moment is let's look at the miracle in this molecule. I would not have known some of you if it were not for this teacher. Mm-hmm. And as heartbreaking as it is. Part of the gift that she gave us is that we are now in the world together. And uh, yes, we're in the world in support of healing her. But we're also in the world feeling one another's pain again, feeling one another's um, beauty as humans who care, who have deep compassion and empathy. And suddenly now we're in a different relationship because we just intentionally took that moment and created it. So when you do that with your son, it's like, I'm creating a moment right now with my son. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, he's joining you. It's like, I I often say, um, before any words come out, there's energy. Mm -hmm. And so So if we can get attuned with that energy and get attuned with your son energetically, the rest is just magic. And part of what we're really doing, right, is, is not, we're not changing behavior. First, and we talk about this a lot, we're changing our relationship. But second thing we're doing is we're we're helping people understand who they are. Your your son is learning who he is by mm-hmm. the way that he interacts and experiences himself in relationship with you. Yes. So, I mean, talk about resilience.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
1: teaching your son inner wealth that he can access that anytime too. It's miraculous. Yes. I think.
0: It, I agree. It's it's it comes back to that, you know why reset is a gift, you know, why I can say with confidence that, uh, when I reset my children, I'm giving them a gift. I can say that with confidence because I know that each time I reset them or I reset with them, um, it is helping them to deepen their inner wealth and helping them to deepen their understanding of who they are and how they relate to the world around them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: Yeah. And it's so cool so,
1: the way we can teach young kids this stuff.
0: Yes, it truly is. and that's But it's still the whole, bringing it
1: back full circle. It still comes back to the way you can do that with your kid is by doing it with yourself first, by knowing yourself, by continuing to grow yourself. Um, and I just feel like the inner wealth breathing process um, and implementing the three stands and the intentions through that inner wealth work with ourselves is the place that we become better servers of humanity. Yes. Um, more capable of uplifting our kids, our spouses, our world, um, the chaos that may be going on in our mm-hmm. world at any moment. Um, and this, this kind of inner work and turning toward whatever energy is available and using it all, because it's endless. Energy mm-hmm. is endless. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yes. Whew. So Scott, I just, um, gosh, I just want to say that every time I have the opportunity to have a conversation with you um, about anything, um, but in particular about energy, I just, I find myself feeling gratitude for the way in which you hold up a mirror. Um, the way you teach en- about energy is so um, reflective of what the, pers- what the energy is between the two, the relationship that you're in the relationship that you have with the person you're talking with. Um, and you're so attuned to that energy and you're so grounded and it is so clear. It is so clear every time I talk to you, I feel like I understand. I've always understood energy pretty darn well. I'll, I'll have to say, I, I will say that. But when I talk to you, I'm like, oh, I have these epiphanies left and right. Um, and that speaks to your, um, ability to hold space and reflect the presence of the moment and the presence of the energy that exists. So I'm just so grateful to you for joining us today. Um, I, am excited that we have this podcast now for people to listen to. I don't know if you want to give, if you can do it in 30 seconds or so, um, if you want to give our listeners any sort of, I usually ask for parting words of wisdom, but I feel like maybe this whole discussion has been words of wisdom. <laughs> so maybe you could tell them um, I'm I'm feeling the energy of the people who are listening to this, and I think people are wondering. But how do I start? Where do I start? What do I do to understand inner wealth breathing? Do you have any words of wisdom around that that you could share with our audience?
1: Yeah, real quickly. Um, well, first I want to just say that, Stephanie, you have such an amazing way. You referenced the couch earlier because I've, mm-hmm. I've mentioned that about you. You have a way of making such a comfortable space where this kind of exploration can happen, where it's safe and, and encouraged to just, wow, let's just take it deeper and deeper and and be really with each other in that. So as far as the inner wealth breathing, I guess the the things that I think of are first is being aware of energy. Once you're aware of energy, especially tuning into some of the discomfort, discomfort, some of the uncomfortable energy, being able to be just present, not judging of it, not maybe you can name it, maybe you don't even have to name it because it's usually pretty complex. Um, And then realizing that there you are handling it right now. And I think my step two is Okay, as, as a person, why is it that that uncomfortable thing bothers me? And it's usually because of some kind attribute that I am. Whether it's my honesty or my way of wanting to be kind or empathic toward people or compassionate or, or even just understanding. And then from there, it's like, okay, sometimes it's almost like if you were a being looking at you in this moment, what would you say as a miracle about who you are dealing with this? Does that makes sense? Kind of step in a way or sometimes we talk about that image like you talked about a tree or being a, a granite face. What is the mightiness of who I am that can handle whatever energies out out there and then take that and go, wow, I just learned that I can do this. What that says about me is I'm stronger than I ever knew. Yeah. And that strength comes out of Typically, eventually, it comes back to a place of love,
0: right? Mm, indeed. That was perfect. Thank you. Um, that was a quick summary, a uh, wrap-up of how to get, the, get your feet wet with working with energy. Um, so thank you for that, Scott. And thanks again for being here and just a reminder for our listeners you can go to our website childrensuccessfoundation.com for more information on trainings in your area and for free free resources everybody loves free resources and a special thank you to Scott Lindstrom for joining me today and to everyone listening don't forget to see what's going right in your daily journey